Hello, hello, and welcome to the Reload Podcast. I'm Nigel Lamont. As usual, I'm joined by Lee Maxwell and Connor McCann. This is episode 81. The previous episode was episode 80, titled Ramping It Up, where we talked all about garages, um, new garages, continual working garages, equipment, big racing, changes, racing liveries, liveries, whatever way you pronounce it. So, this episode, we're going to have a bit of news, the usual format, basically, guys. Yeah. 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 And, uh, before we move on, just thanks again to everybody that's listening to us. Or I was looking through listening figures there, and uh, yeah, it just sort of still amazes me people listen to what we say. Yeah, it's very interesting. Always get a wee nosy at what's happening or who is around the yeah. world, whether they're in Singapore or they're two mile up the road. I was looking at the stats during the week. Where was it I was saying we've got listeners now? Oh, New Zealand was it? New Zealand? Yeah, there's a few, there's uh, a few out there. It's a hot spot. It is. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the summertime anyway. Mm. Our spider web continues to grow around the world. Indeed. Don't lens and spiders, so it's not, <laughs> no, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do our usual and what's new with you. So crack on, guys. Lee, what's new with you? Literally fuck all, because I've been sick as all you, week. As you can as hear. As you can probably hear from my voice. Um, so literally nothing. Yeah. Connor's I've... been working at the Jetta and I can't even go into the garage because we like strip and stuff and it's dusty and then i just cough for like 20 minutes oh delightful so you know fun. <laughs> you come oh. out at one point and i had to be like go back in just and you're like no it's okay and i'm like get back into the house <laughs> yeah the uh a lot of lurgies and shit going around about. yeah just time, time of year i'm afraid no i've been I've flying so a fair chair of them the last two months mm-hmm. like. oh you have yeah mm-hmm. um no I've there been was plenty of progress solo. made before i got sick which oh. is good. Well, we'll we'll rattle through what we've been up to then. Mm. So the day after we recorded the last episode, we were working on the Jetta. Um, yeah, go ahead. I seen a funny thing the other day. Have you ever heard of the term dinks? No. Like I'm very jealous of the work you're able to do. You just flat out work, 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 work. I doesn't feel like that. No, it's not a racial <laughs> slur. This by the way, dinks. Dinks. What do you think dinks is? No. Because I I thought. Use your dinks, because you guys have the free time to work. Does it? Oh, is this... Uh, oh, hang on. Come it on. stands for something, doesn't yeah. it? It's something without kids or something. Double like. income, no kids. Yes. Yeah. Limited life. Freedom yeah. and money. That's the yeah. dream. <laughs> now, will we have anyone to wipe our asses when we're older? No. Uh, yeah, I'll pay a nurse to do it. Well, try. done. <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, although saying that, I, I couldn't see Jack wiping your ass when you're older. Jeepers. I think he has nightmares about that. <laughs> He's dreading that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've been making decent progress. The As we've talked about before with the Jetta, we always find interesting things that have been done in you its know, storied past. Yeah. Um, it's a 40-year-old car. There's always things that have happened and been repaired or what, modified. What year is it? It's 40 years old this year. 83. 83. You'll go no MOT then? I don't know how that works here. I it'll have no be, idea. It'll be next year. It has to be in its like 40, after its 40th year, year yeah. before oh, right. like a certain date or something. My Mark 1 clicks that. It'll be the same. I forget what month mine is. Is it 80, 83 as well? Yeah, just have to completely rebuild the engine first, obviously. Of know? course, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, you'll take it. You'll you'll take good money for that, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so the first thing we discovered was when we went to pull the wiring looms out, the standalone wiring loom. So the with a different engine stuff, and it's running on like an ignition management system, and where it comes through the firewall. Rather than using an existing grommet, they've made a hole, which is fine. You think we'll make a hole 
put a grommet in it, pass mm-hmm. the wiring through. No, 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 no. You make the hole with what looks like either you've done it with your foot or a chisel. Because it's like, it looks like a, you know, you shot a car and the metal bends outwards. It's was like, the whole circular or just like an impact? Mostly wind? circular. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe they used a shotgun on it. Potentially. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first one that got done around our house. And then the wiring was passed through and filled full of seam sealer. No, sorry, window bond, not uh, a grommet. So when we went to take it out, I went, oh, I'll pull this grommet out. Like, what What's going on here? And I was like, have they window bonded a grommet into it? And how long did it take Steph and I to get that out? Hours. Hours, working from either side, because we had to keep cutting away at it. And we didn't know where the wiring was, because you would imagine if you're running the wiring through, you bunch it up, tape it all together, and then do this. No, it was like ran through randomly. So the, the window bond was all through the wiring and some of it was running like diagonals and stuff so you couldn't cut through mm-hmm. oh, it was a nightmare and then i think it ended up being stefan in the end got it released and then once it was actually out there was this ball about half the size of an egg of window bonds still on that it didn't chop away it was i was just going like i've done some rash things but this is impressive it went from being you know you're swinging back and forth between i'm really angry to this well is unbelievable. Done. yeah I'm, I'm impressed here <laughs> so that reminds me of the, do you remember the Black Mark II TDA PD converted Golf I had? It had a few uh, wiring It, it had a parts. wiring loom under the back seat. Oh, what? Like the, a, the Mark IV wiring loom was just tucked under the back seat. Did your Corrado not have something like this as well? Like your older, old Corrado years ago? It wasn't as bad. It wasn't too bad? It wasn't as bad. Behind the dash was a horror story that I didn't like. I remember the last straw for me was a puff of smoke coming out from underneath the handbrake one day and I just went, perhaps I'm going to die in this car. On the Corrado or the Mark II? The purple Corrado. Purple Corrado. And the 24 volume. So the Mark II had an entire second loom in it. It was like a spliced. <laughs> That's good. I like that. And there was no clocks on it. Or what clocks was in it? There was a speedo of some form set into it. I don't. Right. The Mark IV clocks were sitting in the Mark II dash, just sort of set in. Set in. It's funny how far we've come now when people know to like write that out of the ECU files and you can just run Mark II clocks and stuff yeah. like that. But back then, because that's what. Oh, nine you that car, maybe? Would have been, Because uh, I remember that was when I first met you. You come out of uh, Harmony Hill car show and met me at the the petrol station at the end of the road to sell me something. My wares. Your wares. Your body. <laughs> and were you there that day? Do you remember that, Hamlin? No, I wasn't there. No? That was the first time I, I ever met you. I remember taking the RS6 to Harmony Hill and the battery went flat on. The RS6? Oh, no, I'd, you weren't in the RS6 that day. I, I was only ever at Harmony Hill show once. But yes, back to the Jetta. Um... That was very fun. Uh, then, when we had taken the front bumper off, there was a kind of like, on the front panel, there was like a crack in the metal. But Lee and I were looking at it, this is when we first took the bumpers off a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, looking at it going, that's a very thick looking material to have cracked. And I thought, mm, sheet metal is not thick. You know, it's what, one mil kind of thing. This looked like plastic that had cracked. So I went over to the other side of the car, tapped it, and I was like, no, oh, that's metal. Went to the donor car, mm. it was metal. And I said, well, somebody's obviously put filler in this part, and it's cracked. Presumably what's happened is water's getting behind it. Same thing froze. We were talking earlier about how it happens with brick. So I was like, right, we'll just cut that section out, and it's all good. When we went to strip it back, we get down into the lower part of the panel. So the whole like lower chin spoiler is part of the front panel. And it has like these like ridges along it. And when I hit it with the grinder, they just disappeared. Oh, delightful. Because what were they made of, Lee? Eyes upon. Eyes upon. 
So that was good. Um, and I sort of went, oh, fuck, here we go. And this was the point where Lee had first got sick. So I had no help. And I was just like, I just have to get into this and see where we go. Turn up the thrash metal music and pretty much, on. yep. Headphones in and go for it. And I started stripped about halfway across the panel and then realized that it was kind of all in one localized area, maybe about the size of two palms, hand palms kind of thing, you know. Yeah, or slightly more. Yeah, not a massive area where something is, it has been hit at some point. But with a Mark 1, if you crash that thing at 20 miles an hour, the headlight's going to be, you're going to wear it like a hat. So it can't have been that big of an impact. It's probably been in a car park or that kind of thing. But where the metal was just pushed flat, because no damage was behind it, the front panel was just pushed flat and they've just built it up and eyes upon again. I was like, haven't you tried to hammer it out? Nope. So that was my plan of attack. I said, I'm going to try and hammer this out. So I could get in behind because the engine was out, it was in around the panel and it just wasn't working. And then I thought about trying to get someone with, uh, you ever see the, the body shops of the pullers with the weld keys on? And, yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, fuck this here. I'm just going to have to, because I didn't want to do the exact same thing again. I was like, I'd rather have it right. And the donor car was sitting, but you don't want to sacrifice an entire front end for this tiny-ish section. Yeah. So I ended up in having to make the panel uh, out of sheet metal, which was interesting because that was actually when you had come out, come out Lee, and I was like, no, get you back in. Do you want uh, to see this? <laughs> it was just dust everywhere. Like it was, it, I may as well have hit a bag of flour with the wire wheel because as soon as I came into the panel and the white just went and you can smell it and I went, oh no, I know what that is. Um, so I made the the repair panel out of plain cheap metal and hammered it over two blocks of wood and a peck handle, a peck handle, and I used a pair of adjustable span like an adjustable spanner and a hammer to make the panel it took me what about two hours or so mm. but it worked out pretty good it was sweet yeah it was very impressed because you can't buy it the jet is you can't buy a replacement panel for where a mark one golf you can, you can buy no. them because if they were if you bought a cheap one that fitted badly if you just cut in a section out of it that's perfect yeah. but it wasn't going to happen in this case so that was a... should note you didn't make the entire panel in case anyone thinks that no, you made a repair piece yeah well, the section would have been what's a foot long by... You were going well to make a panel in two hours, like. I've been doing very well. <laughs> uh, by a couple of inches tall kind of thing. Um, but it was just a weird, awkward kind of shapes, and there's a slow, like, curve on it and stuff. It was just... My hands are going everywhere describing this. Um, what else did we do? Welded up a lot of unwanted holes. Yep. So I've lost count now. I don't even know many. But pretty much the idea was... Well, you said yourself, Lee, you want it kind of factory-looking. Yeah, but superfluous holes and brackets are gone. Yeah, so brackets are gone, battery trays out, that kind of thing. And any small like pinholes and drill holes and stuff is all just welded up nice and neat out of the way. So haven't gone overboard because obviously if your brake bar and still there. And, mm. But all the metal work's done. And this leads me on to a new purchase. Got a wee tool for myself. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, got a power file with a wee electric, wee like half inch wide belts. Yes. Yeah, on rail. Um, bought a cheap one. Because I didn't fancy spending, what was it, like 180 quid, I think I said it was. Milwaukee one? I, well, I got shit upon because she says, we'd not buy a Milwaukee one. I was no. like, oh, of course. No place in you. So uh, I bought like, out of screw fix, was 50 quid. Actually a really good one. It was their own Titan brand, which is usually crap for stuff. And my thinking was, I'm going to burn this out in this engine bay. There's a two-year warranty and I'll just bring it back and get another one. Yeah. Bought some 40 grit discs and took all the wells down. And the thing, I worked with it for like, a night solid or most of a day kind of thing and never never phased it at all. I think I've mentioned this before just talking to a few boys that are in 
the trades. A lot of them cheaper brands will buy patent designs off Bosch. I like last year's design or whatever. And it'll be cheaper casing or whatever, but yeah. essentially it's the same. Yeah, you'll it'll be, be cheaper bushes or whatever. I was going to say, like your brushes and stuff will be, like it'll not be a brushless motor the way your Milwaukee's yeah. and stuff will be, but no, the thing was never put a foot wrong. Like I remember I bought a really cheap impact gun at a B&Q. Now it didn't have high torque, but it was brilliant for changing wheels once you loosen them. Aye, just for buzzing them on and yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's something to be said for cheap tools too. Yeah. yeah and if you're not a mechanic... There's something we said for cheaper tools. Like yeah. everybody loves Snap On, Milwaukee, you know, DeWalt, whatever, but you know No one I, loves DeWalt. I I love uh I love a sacrificial tool, you know, like something you don't give a fuck about that you can really wail on or push the limits and you're not going, I'm gonna have to spend another 150, 200 quid to replace this thing. You know, that's what I liked about it. But it's actually quite good because there's like a lever you can flip and the whole belt like rotates through 180 degrees, so you can get it into like real awkward spots, you oh, that's know. Good. Um. So yeah, I was quite pleased with that. It's something I've been borrowing. Stefan's one. I've been borrowing Dad's one for back and forth. And I thought, just go and fucking buy one and have it. So I did that. You, you get days like that where you just throw the head up and go, "I'm gonna buy one of these." And Amazon's the place to drop it. I, I, it's probably a good thing. Lee has Amazon Prime, but I don't. So Lee would buy the stuff for me. And with Lee and work, I never like to bother because I know she's always busy shouting at people. So that's just not true. <laughs> so. uh if I had my own Amazon Prime, I would just spend an absolute yeah. fortune, which is probably why okay. he spends an absolute fortune. The, the last couple of weeks, for some reason, I've been using T25, T28s. The wee torque bits. Torque bits all the time. And I don't have torque screwdrivers. Uh-huh. I just threw the head up. And I was able to buy a full range, precision, right up to T30s mm-hmm. of drapers. I think there's about 20 of them for 16 quid to the door. Oh, class. Torque screwdrivers are really yeah. good. I was just sitting thinking when I arrived, why did I not buy this earlier? Especially with Volkswagens because in the interiors they're everywhere. You yeah. know, you may as well. Well, that's the thing. I was working on Jack's Polo and I was working on our thing so you may as well I just have thought them. rather than sitting taking sockets off and on yeah. and those those are like the wee so, like the wee screwdrivers with the ends click on and off they're bulky. You know, if you need yeah, to get correct. around something. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else been up to? You ordered a paint for your gearbox and other bolt-ons. Connor made me watch videos to figure out what paint I wanted. It was an end- Well, didn't want you buying the paint and not liking it. Were you steering Lee, were you? No, I was not. <laughs> I gave her a range of options that I thought were good, and I says, look. He sent me about 8 million photos of Mark 1 engine base. That really helped. And I was like, it? this is too many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just need like two or three options. It's like walking into the restaurant and there's a hundred selections in the That's menu. That's the worst. Give me like... Like 10 options max on a menu. That's all you want. Funny, we were out there for As weeks. long as it's chicken goujons, steak, <laughs> and maybe the a nugget. Crisscross That's all I need. Crisscross rice. Uh, just talking about that, we were at a restaurant in Bangor there a few weeks ago, and I was really surprised. Like, it's a really good restaurant. The food's delicious. Their menu is massive. It's rare to see that now. Ah, uh, yes. A lot of it's very pared down now. Yeah. I, now, it wasn't, I it wasn't a diner place it was like sort of that's more upmarket which mm-hmm. made it for me more strange that the menu was so big so big huge menus means frozen like well, pre-made this is, all, this is all fresh stuff the good stuff and I couldn't believe it it was lovely because they can't possibly sell everything everything yeah do you know what I mean not always. If it's a busy place, they'll go through stuff. But well, this was as a general rule. Why McDonald's have that limited menu? Big there. huge menus. <laughs> like, are you saying it's not fresh? Connor? Definitely not. Mm. Definitely not saying that. Don't see me. Um, 
Sorry, what were we talking about? Your paint for your gearbox paint. and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so it's some brand. It's, Tell me the brand. You have Eastwood in Eastwood. America do a lot of like restoration products and they can't, the only place to really get them over here is through Frost in England. So they do a two pack in a can. Yeah. So the only thing is. Sorry, I just nearly burst in the song. I was going to say, <laughs> I'll change this here himself. Um, the, that lays away. So it's two pack in a can. I think that they say it gives you like, is it 48 hours or something? By the time you crack the seal on the bottom of it. Mm. That's what yeah. you have. So I think the plan is have everything sitting that needs painted that color. Good to yeah. wipe it out. In touch with Andy from New Look. Yes, Andy We're from New Look. Some snazzy bits done as well. Yeah, yeah he's gonna wave his magic wand over it and make some things look quite nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're kind of on track for Dubshed. Hopefully, no. Don't say such things. Yeah. You've jinxed us. Now yeah. we're fucked. I did that in work the other day as well. I jinxed something. I was like, yeah, that's going to work. And it didn't. Um, last words. Yep. So. We'll be fine. We'll get it done. Once I recover from this fucking cough. Yeah. And can actually do something again, then we'll be okay. It is. It's funny. Like, I actually missed Lee this week. You know, just for somebody even just to bounce off. Because you're right there on your own. Sometimes it's, you sort of go, fuck this. You, yeah. know, you don't want to be there. Or. You know, even just handy stuff for, you know, if you're doing something, I can come over and help you. You just, you miss that extra pair of hands or just working away through it. Yeah. And the list that I had kind of planned out for this week suddenly gets pushed out because you're not doing the bits, you mm. know. How dare you get sick? <laughs> I don't want to be sick. I didn't do it on purpose. Well, here, somebody didn't want to be sick. She's sick for a week. It's a long time. I, know. Yeah, I didn't know what you're asking. Callback, something I forgot to mention on the last one. I had mentioned I had been over in Scotland and seen Terry. I forgot to mention the other piece of good news from Scotland, which is, you know that bit of the road on the mountain that had fallen away? Aye. Oh, it's fair. done. Oh, that's good, because that's been holding up traffic for years. Yeah. Oh, the traffic light yeah, thing? It's, yeah, it's done. done. They must have done it. The last time I was over was in November, I think, and then I wasn't there for December, so it must have been finished sometime in December. Well, do you know that done. bit of road near there? You sort of come up, and it's, a, it's like about a mile up on the top of a hill, it's always really, really bad. It's still, still not crap? great, oh, right but okay. that get, bit is is all the roadworks is gone and it's just there now. The road's there, whereas before the road was was not there at the bottom of the valley. <laughs> yeah, that's a shitty bit of the road. Hmm. Hey, so what about you? What have you been up to? We'll just talk about Dubshed uh, two, twofold here. The Corrado will hopefully be making an appearance. Whoop whoop! Excellent. Um, I've decided to stick it through MOT and get it back insured. Maybe do a few shows. Um, so the first one will hopefully be Dubshed and then the next one will be MLVW because I ain't missing that show. No. I'm really looking forward to it this year. Yeah, me too. So Corrado then? Yeah, back in the old steamer, you know. I like it. Get some proper six-cylinder action going. I love that car. Um, Funny, we are just looking at it this morning there and I was sort of walking around it going, it's such a nice car, that. I started last week there for the first time. I think it must be well over six months. And just boom, back in life. Hard to beat that, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, be interesting to be driving that again. Bit of a throwback. Uh, there's a wee bit of an oil leak in it. I'll have to get up in the ramp and see what's going on because ain't got no ramp. And there's a wee bit of paint I was showing you, so maybe I'm going to try and sort. Don't know if I'll get it done before Dubshed, but. That's nothing major. Yeah. Um, another thing at Dubshed, the clock is ticking down, folks. It is indeed. Yeah. yeah it's terrifying. A lot of people are It'll be less than three weeks to get your indoor application submitted. I panicked there. You I thought th- it was three weeks till to the shit. show. I was like, that jet is not going, no. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I think it's four weeks. 
isn't it? So That's seven four. weeks in total then, yeah. Yeah, scary biscuits. Yep. That'll be fun times for us. So if you haven't entered your car, please do so. Um, Dubshed cater to wide spectrum of cars. You know, it's not just all about the Volkswagens. Um, yeah, I think that's the loss in a lot of people that yeah. it isn't all Volkswagen. It's open to all brands, and you just apply it like everyone else. There's so many cool cars outside the Viagrains in this country. It'd be great to see in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, head up to dubshed.com forward slash enter your car. Get your submission in there. As I've said b- before, get r- good quality photos, lengthy description, um, concise to the point, though. Don't waffle too much. Yeah, we're not mind readers. Yeah. Um, but as I say, photos and description are very, very important. Um, take your time, but not too much time. You have till the 3rd of March. Then replies will be sent out in the following days after that. Tickets also are available at dubshed.com forward slash tickets. So get your tickets. Support your local car show. There's so much stuff getting cancelled at the minute. Like Wuthersea's dead. Yeah. Germany are having serious problems holding events now. Yeah, um, I think we'll touch on that later on in the news as well for more local stuff like that. Yeah, so... Uh, Excited and fearful at the same time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always. It's the usual dubshed feeling. Uh, yeah, so uh, here's a shocker for you. I'm toying the idea of going for a motorbike test. Ooh, <gasps> Yay, like Nigel. It. Yeah. Do it. Do it. I've been sort of, for the last five or six years, I was just, and then with the new location for the job and stuff, I just think that would be so much handier. Can we do night? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I like it. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'll have to look into it a bit further, but... Bring another two-wheeled element into the podcast. Yes. I like it. I could be a Hell's Angel before you know it. Hell's Angles. Hell's Angles. I like, like it. Um, in other news, I nearly... What's the word for it? De-thumbed De- yourself? De-thumbed. <laughs> I was going to say decapitated, but that's your head. De-limbed. No. Disabled yourself. Disabled. <laughs> yeah, so I was putting up metal shelving in the newly built shed, and I was putting two verticals sort of stands together and my hand slipped and went down my thumb and basically removed a bit of my thumb oh nice and it was hanging like a hinge so oh. I had, had to go to the hospital and this day and age it's not just go to A&E uh, because I, I sort of the blood was flying out of it and I just sort of went right I'll phone the missus here and see what her opinion of this is so I phoned her she says don't go to A&E you'll be there all day you have to go to minor injuries in Newtonards, which apparently is going to close down soon, and they're going to move it to the Ulster. Oh, nice. That's the new model for the health system. Is Works out. But, uh, no, you can't just turn up with minor injuries anymore. You have to book an appointment. Ah. So when the blood's pouring out of your hand... Oh, while you bleed to death. So I don't. I says, I don't care. I'm just going to... Land in. I'm gonna, so I was phoning my way across the carriageway. I says, how you doing? Uh, I've removed part of my thumb here. I need somebody to sort of stitch it back together, please. Right, let me just check my nurse. And he says, that's okay, come on ahead. And I have to say, it, it was almost like a health system that worked. I just in and out. I went in. I sat down for two minutes. Right, Mr. Lomont, come on ahead. A lovely nurse came and she sat down and she inspected it, cleaned it out thoroughly. And she says, right, because of the way it is uh, on the knuckle, we're going to have to put paper stitches on it rather than stitches, stitches. Because they'll just tear, she reckoned. And have you had a tetanus lately? And I says, nope. So um, she patched me together, stabbed a tetanus job in me. Ten minutes later, I was out the door. You'll that, that's pop- how a health system... You'll podcast another day. 
you know. I was critical of I was driving across carriage, mate, and then I was driving away going, that was fantastic. I I had something similar about three and a half years ago, remember, Lee? I done yeah. the, the knuckle, my, the knuckle on my right hand, I got five stitches across it. And I mean, I was in and out in an hour. You know, yeah. I was like, how can you be bad at that? Yeah. That's the way it should be. Well, apparently with the, the stage hole and new buildings in the Donald Hospital, and once they get the accident emergency moved, apparently they're going to turn that old area into minor injuries. That'll be good for the local car enthusiasts. Yeah, everybody be turning up with... Looking at the shots and sliced yeah. hands. But, uh, no, uh, got my shelves up. Some of the shelving was old shelving, some of it was new. So some of the old uh, MDF sheets were a bit warped because they got damp at some stage. So I thought, right, I'll go to the local timber yard and get a few sheets. Mm-hmm. So two sheets of 6 mil MDF. Now, it's thin MDF. It's not heavy-duty shelving. Two sheets of it were 56 quid. It still fascinates me, like... I couldn't believe that when you said that. Thanks, COVID and greedy Everything. timber people. Yeah. So. That's ridiculous. Mm. Technically, MDF's not even timber. It's just dust and glue. Yeah. From all the heads. When you cut it, you're just like... Oh, you don't want to cut that yeah. shit. Yeah. No. It's bad. But apart from that, uh, may have looked at a few cars there in the last week or two, but we'll not say anything about that. A few people have been asking me, what's he buying? <laughs> I'm like, honestly, I don't know. There's yeah. no, I don't even think Nigel knows who he's buying. <clears throat> well... I nearly bought a RS car, but we'll just glue sort of freeze over that it. one. Yeah, but there you go. That crowd was coming out to try and settle my head. I like it. You need something. Speaking yep. of buying things, um, we were talking about me going to buy a heater. Uh huh. I didn't. I still haven't bought a heater because I've been sick. But shout out to quite a few listeners who have messaged in with suggestions and recommendations and stuff for heaters. So yeah, I don't think we can name that person, but well, there was a few. Oh, but the one yes, was offering us a good one. deal, so yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, cheers, folks. I'll get something sorted, and then it'll be spring slash summer, and we'll not need it anymore. Be nice and toasty. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> cool, that's all that's new with us. We'll just crack on there with the news then, if that's okay. Well, I have a few callbacks just for a little right, bit here. Okay. Um, we had a message last week, our last recording from our cool.air.auto about cars to buy. Remember, he was debating between yes. seats and Sirocco's and stuff. I actually got a message from uh, one of our listeners in England, Christopher RW, and he said, we actually what he said, he says you should have referred him straight to me. So he has one of the Leons, and it's he says... It's just your classic state story, to be honest. Slightly cheaper than the Volkswagen equivalent, i.e. the Golf. So interior is slightly more plasticky and a few other bits. Like the state designs aren't exactly exciting. The 1.4 FR is 150 horsepower, which is really great for a small block hatchback. Uh, it's nippy enough. Great on miles per gallon. I think I'm averaging 40 for general driving, which is good for, mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, um, Limited on modern parts, but... I bought a full OEM Aero kit for mine, skirts, rear bumper, spoiler, custom back box, retrofitted tail lights, um, left a few bits from other models, and he says the difference is day and night. He says half Cooper wheels go on springs and uh, make it the ultimate OEM plus daily. So cheers for us for following up on that, because yeah. it's something we kind of struggle with, not in, not having cars and that mm-hmm. sort of band, so it's nice to get a bit of feedback from the other listeners. Excellent. And another one I have there is a bit of a funny story and very short. Bob in Germany, mm-hmm. um, being the magpie that he is, spotted an old rental dealers across from his dealership, I think it was. I've seen those resources. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so they were, I think they were stripping the building or stripping the part of it. And he seen them taking the old sign down. So he did what any good car guy would do and said, I'll come over and buy that off you. So he bought it for Stefan, no less. Now, logistically, Stefan is in Northern Ireland. Mm. Bob is in Germany. 
the sign will not walk itself or drive itself that distance. And it's three meters long. So he's now wondering how to get it to Stefan. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of harebrained schemes involving suitcases and saws and lorries. And they don't really know what's happening yet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to come here at some point, which is pretty cool. Excellent. I did like that. It's real one of the old ones, like fluorescent tubes and stuff on it. So I assume it's from like late eighties, early nineties kind of thing. Oh, very nice. So I think the I think it's mounted on like a, a box section backing. They're just going to chop it up, huh. and then they can remount it over here, kind of thing. But the letters are still pretty big, so they'll work out somewhere. I think there's travel involved. Good. So yes, stupid car guys doing <laughs> stupid things. <laughs> It's like seven letters, so even if he brought one each time he came back, it's still going to take a while to yeah. get it all here. The last day I talked to Stephanie, he was on about band three suitcases, so we'll leave <laughs> it there. Um, yeah, that's that's me for what's happening. Okay, let's move on to the news, guys. Do you want to crack on there, Connor? Yeah. Um, the first one, I'm going to start off on Debbie Downer, as always. And I'm sure you guys have seen this here, and it was announced very late um, two nights ago, was Irish Road Racing is cancelled. Yeah. Which, this is your fault, Nigel. Of course you, it is. You scotted this. Because I want to start riding the bike. No, because <laughs> on the last episode you said, we we talked about how rallying here on the roads is protected. What you said was it's protected by road racing with the bikes, mm-hmm. and once it disappears, you need to worry. And here we are. Oh, well. Ten days later. Yeah, it was the meeting on 9th of February, they mm-hmm. called it. Uh, basically, it was the insurance had tripled. Yeah, people are banding about different numbers. And one, what I seen was it went from 111,000 pounds. Yeah, um, which is colossal. Massive loss to not only the sport, but local economy. You know, people of Airbnb, shops. It's I think it'll, I think it'll go. I think. I think the Northwest will go ahead. You think it'll happen? Yep. There's a few theories going about that. I've seen a few things about things, you know, there's still like that motorcycle union or whatever it was that made that statement. But there's still other groups saying, no, we're going to push. We have to do something. We're going to get help. We're going to get support from somewhere. It's going to happen. A lot of people's livelihoods were based around this. See, there was one story about, I think it was a side bike. Uh, racer down south he got killed and there's a big multi-million pound claim going in about that there okay there's some people are saying no that's why but sure there's been people killed every year there was six killed Multiple in the TT events. last year so you're thinking right now is that a big soon job or is that why it's so dear I don't know I think it's public liability is that what they're talking about is the big issue then I also heard that last year or multiple organisers were warned there were sections of different courses needed to be surfaced and because of lack of government they never got dealt with and the insurers just this year went, well, did you deal with that? No. And yeah. just troubled the insurers. I guess it's understandable from that point of view. Well, you can see the state of the roads for us driving on them is terrible yeah. at the minute. So you can imagine, the, uh, yeah. I wonder, do they prioritise those type of roads that they know they're racing on? And then there's another theory that I heard yesterday was the organisers aren't making enough money and they're looking at government investment. Ah. Mm. Don't know how true that is. Yeah. Like you'll hear you'll all the stories. And the Ulster Grand Prix. Maybe ever again. They're not bankrupt or something once mm-hmm. they And the Cookstown 100 and stuff, probably not. But I think the Northwest too big to fail. I think it'll go. Interesting. I, I was talking this over in work yesterday. Like, I might be wrong, but... How simple would it be? Like, I think Philip McCallum was on, chatting on Radio Ulster, and he was basically saying, you know, it's 2023. 
if their money's a problem, right, well, then well, there'll have to be some sort of entrance fee or yeah. some sort of financial funding by the people that are spectating. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, what I've said for years is the majority of people who go to the Northwest aren't there for the bikes, they're there for the drinking. Yeah. So if you did have it as a set fee, you'll get rid of a lot of those type of people and people who actually want to go and watch the race. And will actually go. make it a better event. Yeah, and it'll, they can invest in the event. Like even a simple... Like, right, we need 400,000. I guarantee if you set up a GoFundMe tomorrow, you'd have the money in days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how much does that, how many, like, how many people does the Northwest attract? You know, hundreds of thousands. thousands yeah. yeah. One pound each would probably I cover think there was the a figure of 17,000 beds or hotel rooms and B&Bs for the event are taken up. Aye. I'm not so, and then that's not even counting people sleeping in vans and cars and well, tents. When and I used to work down the docks, you've seen them for a week solid. The bikes just coming off in droves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one to watch. The, what I've been thinking is, what's the knock-on effect of the TT? Because to ride the TT, you need to have clocked up, I think it's three or four national events or like local events, you know. Yeah. So riders here are going to be at this advantage if you can't do the Kirkstown 100. can't qualify for the or, TT, yeah. Yeah, I think I read somewhere, some riders do like short circuit racing in England, and I think that covers them, you know, like superbikes type mm-hmm. stuff. But I don't know what way that's going to affect local riders who, you know, because a lot of these people put all their money into it and that's, that's they're just, they're just making doing no more and getting there. Well, what happened with Rally in there was basically you had lots of multiple s- small events. Insurance went up, so the smaller events got killed off and now you have only a few major yeah. events. So and that's probably the way road racing is going to go. And they're pushing all towards R5 cars, you know, the high end stuff as opposed to clubmen. Yeah. yeah. It's sad to see, but it'd be interesting to keep an eye on. If you guys are saying there's different theories and that you're mm-hmm. saying it's too too big to fail because of the attraction that it is. I think there's a figure of 17 million revenue it generates. 17, yeah. Like you think of the, like, North Coast Council is one of the worst for absolutely wasting money. Like, multiple oh. councils in this country are in debt. Like, my own count, uh, council, North Down and Ards, mm-hmm. they're 40 million in debt. And I think the North Coast one's similar. And, and you no think p- how? Because they have yeah. the golf, no, have no, no. the northwest. See, at, golf, at golf is BS because they, they 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 turn around and they go, oh, it brings this, it brings that, brings this. It doesn't bring crap. Really? All it does is mean that the courses they play on can up their prices. Mm. Well, true. Ah, it's a a prestige thing. You ask anybody that goes up to that golf to walk into Portrush the week that big Irish opens on, it's a ghost town. People avoid the area because they know it's going mm. to be chaos. Aye. Well, I, I know we would. We wouldn't go near it on a big event yeah. like that. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. But there you go. There's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got any cheery news? Have you seen the Volkswagen pickup concept based on the Atlas? Yes. I have not. It is so cool. It's called a Tanook, I think, or something. Yeah. They've actually built one. It's just one. It's a concept. And there was some statement that I read out earlier on to Connor, which is like, while there are no immediate plans to build this, we're trying to gauge market interest and whatever and whatever. It looks class. I would buy one. It's most nice. I lived in America. Yeah. It's a bigger. It looks like a full-size truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big chunky boy. Um, Would you reckon it was on field at the Chicago Auto Show or something like that? I think it was out before this. I thought it might have been there, but they were unveiling the new like Atlas Crossover or Cross Sport or something that's called right, at, uh, yeah. at this show this weekend or this last weekend. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. I like that. I'd like one, please. Uh, cheering news. 
UK new car registration increased for the sixth consecutive month in January, representing the best start to the year since pre-COVID, January 2020. New figures have just been dropped. Um, 131,000 odd cars were registered in the first month of the year for growth of 14.7%. Yeah, I did hear that, which is good. It means the used car market's starting to settle down a wee bit. Here's something for you, Lee. This is driven by the increased popularity of electric motors. Well, that's happy, a whole other matter. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very diplomatic answer. Um, hybrids registered were 19,000. That's a 40% increase. Um, electric vehicles up 12%. So, so you're finding it's not all doom and gloom in the electric or the car market. You're finding there, though, that more manufacturers, like their everyday manufacturers or Fords and stuff, are really finding their feet with electric. And that's why, you know, they're making cars that we said is a bit more normal looking and feeling. That yeah. people are getting more comfortable with them, which is no uh, bad thing. As I said a couple of weeks ago, when we had the question about if you were going to put an electric into something, what would it be? It's a, a pick. I said a pickup, and something like that Atlas pickup. I that it would is. be cool. Yeah. I, the- if you want to buy an electric car, listen, feel free. It's your money. Spend it however stupidly you wish. What's the sales go up now? You said that, but oh, influencer. I don't want one. <laughs> you know. And don't think that you're saving the planet and doing whatever because you're not. If that's why you're buying it, you're stupid. Get that if you sticker. want an electric car Synthetic because fuels of the future. you want it, then it's your money, do you want. Job done. But now I do think you're going to see them increase when they become more normalized. This quirky side of things is just uh, uh, kind of weird. you be forced to drive them. Well, you will. You'll, you'll be priced into yeah. it as well, too. Like, but... Um, Talking about electric cars, big shout out to Matty Don, our man in the docks. He sent us a Snapchat of a new Chinese uh, pickup. I forget the name of it. £70,000. I think it's £70,000 he said it was. And he was showing me underneath it and the electric motor is in the rear diff. Yes. So that might prove an expensive fix if you have some clearance issues and you crack the... Mm. Because you take the engine out of it. You know. Yeah. I, I didn't see Not photos of that. Not or anything over it. Yeah, that's weird. Look, it's saying that pickups and things they got, they're soft rotors. You know, they're not for off-road and yeah. well, same the way our roads are. You might find a sofa land in the middle of it or something. Mm. I love getting Snapchats from Matty because it's always, you know he's sending you something because interesting. Or yeah, yeah, I always see him send the stuff through to the podcast page too and you're like, yeah. oh, what's coming into the country? It's good. <laughs> Keep it up, Matt. Cheers. Um, what else have I got? Uh, a big loss for the US car scene. A close friend of mine, a strong individual, R.I.P. the VR6. Yeah. Gone. Ooh. So should play some background music. I said, music. play us out. There's, uh, so the VR6 hasn't been in the Gulf from the Mark V. Uh, it's been in the Atlas and it's been in the Passats and various different forms. Sorry. Um, sad music I couldn't find it. Yeah, they're only happy music here. <laughs> so yeah, it's been in everything and mostly commercials suvs that kind of thing but absolutely brilliant for if you want to stick one to mark three once those kind of get a bit agey and get sold on rip mm. them out but it is no more so i think that leaves china and russia as the only market left with the vr6 which is not even the traditional vr6 it's the 2.5 turbo Ooh. the oem one so we have seen a few guys in america i think are starting to bring i think it was the people's car podcast talked to hpa they were i think it was hpa are buying them in to swap them into it was either Mark Seven or Seven and a Half Golf R's, 
Nice. Which would be quite cool. And then obviously there's a guy in, I think it's Florida, Rexon, has a 3.6 VR6 Mark 7 GTI. Mm. I was like, yep, this is where we're going. Dingy. But yeah, uh, the VR6 is no more, unfortunately. It has had a vast life. In the early episodes, we've done a full episode dedicated to them. That's right. They've Probably episode three or four of it. Probably in around that, yeah. yeah. They essentially welded them together and made the W12. They lopped four cylinders off that and made the W8. Um, they knocked a cylinder off the normal one and made it a, a V5 or a VR5, depending on what you want to call it. They've put them in forklifts. They've put them in sports cars. Somebody low volume. put one in a boat. Someone put in the boats wagon. Yeah, um, yeah. They've been in everything. Boats so wagon. Very good. The boats wagon. Yeah, <laughs> I like that myself. So yeah, R.I.P. the VR6. I just gonna have to kill myself now because that's the end <laughs> of that. Farewell, just have to sweet prince. Yep. Like Pokemon. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've been collecting them for a few years. <laughs> many, many ends have you got? Uh, well, in the yard, to many total. The Crado. Is that my VR? Your Mark Three. There's a 2.912 valve. There's a 2.812 valve. There's another 2.812 valve. There's, there's two a, 24 valves. There's two 24 valves, and there's also a 24 valve in the Bora. In the bore. Fantastic. And you've got two 1.8Ts. So many is that? I have two 1.8 turbos. I have an, two original Mark. No, stay with VR6s. Oh, just the VR6s? Oh, I lost count. Bora, Corrado, Mark Three, Spur, two Spurs, six. Ah, yeah. 36 cylinders. Not a few, right. few four cylinders knocking about as well. <laughs> yeah, small blocks, big blocks, turbos, non-turbos. We have a lot of engines now to think about yeah. it. A lot of stuff's tucked away, and I can't forget that it's there. We should probably build a few cars and put them in it. God forbid. God forbid, yeah. Stick a Wu-Tang whistler to it, and away you go. I know, I just need to... I, you know what, I, I keep saying I want to win the lottery. I need to do the lottery to win the lottery. But as I said, Lee, I think it was today, I was like, is it too much to ask? I don't want to win the lottery. I want that 10 grand a month for life. You know, it's not much to ask. That'd be nice. Then I can retire and just build stupid cars. All good. That's fair. I'll re I'll reinvest in Volkswagen the VR6. I'll use my one share that I have. <laughs> Is it not ten grand a week? No, it's ten grand a month. Month? Is it a month? Yeah. That's not as good as I thought it was. I'll take I'll, I'll take it if you don't want to leave. Yep, I'll take it. <laughs> Lee's I not mean I would still take it. Lee's not going down and pay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. It's only ten grand a month? <laughs> what? <laughs> we can get out of bed for it. Do you remember a few episodes ago, probably before Christmas, we had um, the story about your man in the NASCAR doing the wall ride? Yeah. So NASCAR finally come out and made a decision on it and said that, that it's not allowed. So they've banned that. Oh, they have? Yeah. Because they probably know it'll turn in the carnage if they do. Like, everyone's going to try. There's yeah. a bit of back and forth on it for a while. So they're not actually writing in any new rules, um, but they're going to use an existing rule that the wording of it, it. kind of covers it so the wording of it's rule 10.5.2.6a safety is the top priority for nascar and nem nem nem, nem, nem. <laughs> which is nascar event management therefore any violations deemed to compromise the safety of an event or otherwise pose a dangerous risk to the safety of competitors officials spectators or others are treated with the highest degree of serious and that's a really long sentence Safety violations will be handled on a case-by-case basis. So that basically gives them carte blanche to say whatever they want want. in the name of safety. Uh, We will penalise for that act going forward. Basically what it would be is a lap or time penalty at the end of the race. They're they're going to get hammered then for every opportunity. Yeah. It's fair play to that guy for doing it and being a legend. (laughs) (laughs) What have you got, Nigel? 
I'm all done. You took my bike story, so I did. Yeah, shit all over it. Yeah. Um, I have one more here, and it's not so much news, but it's actually well, it's kind of newsy. But I do like to always keep an eye on what our listeners are up to, as I said before. And our friend and listener in Massachusetts, Nick Kramarczyk, aka My Golf Is Slow, is a man handy with his hands. And he's started selling a few bits and pieces. Have you seen the clocks he's doing, Nigel? Fantastic. Have you seen the cup holders he's That's doing? That's what I was going to do as well. Did you I see really those? Want one. No. So not only is he doing these clocks, he does like wooden clocks made out of Mark 1, 2, and 3. I wonder if he's been shadow banned off my feed. You haven't seen him in a while? Yeah. Uh, he's also doing Mark 1, Mark 2, 3, and presumably Corrado cup holders that mount into the seat reel. So these are quite cool because anybody knows driving those cars, you have no cup holder. Yeah. Now, well, a lot you of us don't daily the, them. In inverted commas, cup holders for the Mark Three, which are absolute shit. Oh, they are. Yeah, the US ones yeah. don't fit our cars. Or you can also have a DC shoe and put it in your seat and drop your cue. What cup I have into found it. is uh, roll a duct tape. Roll a duct tape's good. It works. Yep. You find it, Nigel? Yep. I think he must have been hidden from my feed. Yeah, it's weird the way Instagram works sometimes. There's loads of posts there I haven't seen. Though. See the cup holders on it? Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. He now has black ones. I am I really want this out. We're going to have to ship a few over. Yes, I think. Shipping will be mental. As always. Can we get them shipped somewhere in the lower 48 and we'll pick them up when we're there? Well, I was going to say, there's a good chance that Nick might be going to uh, Helen, so oh. maybe expect them nicely. Good man then. himself. When's Helen? Meh. <sighs> Not long rolled around. Dead right. Um, but yeah, just shout out to Nick. Get him at my golf is slow on Instagram, and I think the other one he works under and should have this, but I don't is Western Mass Auto Works or something along that lines. Mm. But yeah, that's me for news. Excellent. Um, I just thought of something else, which I didn't mention in our what's new with us. Yeah, is that we booked for Roots. Yeah, we booked our second American show we're doing. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we got a phone call from another listener. I don't know if you know Becker or not. Is the yellow pickup truck the, yes yeah so he contacted me to say if you guys are coming for roots do you want to stay with him and Lindsay? they were looking at accommodation and stuff so he phoned us the day after we recorded actually the last episode and when was that uh, it's the second weekend in september september so we're going to it so he actually rang us no no it's actually the same weekend as I was gonna say. yeah <laughs> i know are we allowed to say that I don't know if that's announced yet. You might have to take that out. Wait, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one out. Um, Big round. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, the accommodation was ridiculously cheap. Couldn't say no to yep. that. It worked yeah. out perfectly. So, yeah, uh, he actually offered. He has a, well, him and Lindsay have a lot of cars, but he has a, so their anniversary models are five years behind us. So a 20th anniversary is a Mark IV there, say the 25th. He has an Amola yellow one with a TDI engine on it. And he was like, fly over. If you're coming in near us, take that. Use that as your car when you're Class. here kind of thing. But we're flying to New York, so we're up above him. He's lower mid-Pennsylvania, I think. Mm. So yeah, that'll be fun. Um, Excellent. Go and do that. Something that'll be a bit different for us. We haven't been to New Jersey. New Jersey. Or, yeah, around. Here it's a wonderful state. All the Pennsylvania guys will love that. <laughs> um, well, now would be a good time to say that on our podcast page on the instagram we have a show list we so we could refer dates. back to those we could refer to it yes but I, i'm just listening i'm just listening to the lifestyle of dinks here <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah, i like it um yeah that's that us then mm-hmm. before we move on do you want to chat about our sponsor then yes yes mr studio 10 detailing 
So uh, if you haven't heard of him before, Studio 10 is a one-stop detailing shop. He also does uh, suspension brakes servicing, but his main thing is detailing yeah. to the highest caliber. Robin is based in Ballymena, Northern Ireland. And as Nigel said, not only is it detailing, it's whatever you want to do. Yeah. And one thing he is focusing on severely at the minute is we talk a lot about winter prep and coming into winter. No one really talks about coming out of winter yeah. and the effect that it has had on your cars. So we know in this country, road salt, everything gets everywhere. I mean, it gets dissolved in water, it gets around suspension, it gets behind, as we know with Mark Threes, it gets behind your arch liners and rots your wings from the inside out. Yeah. So... Robin has a way to combat this. I like the way his uh, Instagram feed occasionally will do wheel arch before after. Yeah. yeah. And you can realise, oh, you only thought that was clean until Robin. Do you get it. at it, yeah. So that is the service he offers is a big part of like it. Like a full wheels off detail. Yeah. yeah. It's really important this time of year. Get all that gunk and shit out of there that's been gathering up over the last few months. Almost like a spring prep as opposed to winter prep. Yeah. Spring cleaning. Yeah. And also we're coming into show season, so... All the services you need to get your car ready to have it sitting perfect for the incoming show season. Give them a shout. Yeah, because we did talk before as well about daily driver. You've all your ceramic coatings and stuff, but as he is able to tailor packages exactly what you need coming into show season. We've talked at the start of this episode. Dub shed is coming up close. Yeah. Now is the time to if your car's sitting and needs that little bit of extra magic on it. I know. Lee's needs extra magic in the form of paint. Robin can't do much about that. No. There's but clean, clean, and then there's studio tan clean. Exactly. And Robin can provide that service for you. Yeah. So if you want to find him, folks, hit him up on social medias at Studio 10 Detail, and you can find him in Balamina, Northern Ireland. Yep. Okay, let's move on to our regular section, and it's YouTubes. So what have I got for YouTube? Um, not much, because I've been looking at the Jetta mostly. I've... Caught up with a few just at the end of the week here. Uh, first one I have, again, sticking with the locals, uh, formerly Shorty1515, is Andrew SR, Andrew Robinson. He bought a Mark V GTI from Copart in his latest video. So have you seen this? No, I haven't. Interesting view into it because it's something Stefan and I talked about during the week. And he was like, I think you do this and do this and weren't really sure. And then Andrew sort of details exactly what happens and he covers a lot of the, hid- the hidden fees and things like that. Um, very interesting because he uh, he's like he's open with you and tells you what he bought the car for mm-hmm. how much the repairs cost but it's the hidden fees that Get the co part stuff that was strange like you can't go look at the car so they have like a a fee for doing like a virtual walk around and then there's fees for getting it removed from that and then your vat on it and there's all these random names for just getting more money out of you yeah but very very interesting because nobody really talks in depth about those kind of things um Another one then we had was another listener, Matt Dobbs, has done a show promo for uh, a show in Donegal called Offset. Mm-hmm. And got a wee look at that. It's a minute and a half nice long video. Very nice intro just leading up to it. Yeah, really, really good stuff. And then the last one I have, I haven't actually finished this. I started this morning, was Top Gear, have a YouTube channel. And I think it's part of their Top Gear magazine that they were doing this with. Is this all the big head-on shoes of yes. Koenigsegg and It's all about that. an hour-long video. Yeah. So we have Gordon Murray, um, John it's, Hennessy. It's like the Avengers lineup. Yeah. <laughs> and But it's so varied because, like, John Hennessy's, you know, Mr. Horsepower in America. You have Gordon Murray, who's lightweight and handling. Um, Mate Rimac, who's the electric. And then 
Robin's best mate, Kristen von Koningsegg, who still sounds like somebody from a Dracula movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all together answering questions. So the format is they have like a like a drum that they roll and remove questions from. Yeah. And just post it to them, and it's very interesting. And I especially like Gordon Murray because he's so laid back and he's just real to the point, and mm. you, he speaks very well. And they all do, but it's interesting to see four four people in the same industry doing four very different things and hearing their different answers for it. But I'm really looking forward. I think I'll probably stick it in the headphones when I'm working at the car and listen to more like a podcast because you don't really need to see it as such. But yeah. I, when I seen it, I was like, yeah, I'll have to watch that. Perfect. What about yourself? Um, I got a good few of them. It's basically topics which channels I follow have covered them. And I think I sent you a link to one. was Harry's Garage and the Dakar Rally. Yeah, I haven't got watching it yet, but I will. Um, so Dakar Rally this year was Saudi. I think it was from the west coast into the southeast and then up to the northeast. So um, he was invited out by Audi uh, to sort of, I think it was a few days he went over with them. And he showed you behind the scenes, the pit areas, you know, viewing of the cars and the traveling about and stuff like that. It was very interesting to see. The Audi that they were using, I think it had a DTM engine, hybrid electric thing. Is that what Science was in? Was he driving for Audi? Yes. Yeah, he was. Those E-trons. There was three of them, I think. And I think Top Gear done a video too. I think there's a couple other channels have done. I can't remember at the stage. But Harry, being Harry, is, shows a lot of older sort of 90s and 80s yeah. cool stuff the stuff we would like to see but the most interesting take for me because Harry has a motorcycle and love also was the motorbike riders the guys in the cars that's cool and all the rest of it see the guys in the motorbikes mental six days riding oh, wow. 12 hours yep. They're just, they basically have to come off the bikes and straight on the physio bench yeah yeah they're just I, completely wrecked I think I talked a few episodes back one of the guys come back and he said he had broke his collarbone was it like two yeah. hours beforehand or something yeah Aye, and the, it's only the ones that are with the factory teams and stuff that can go to the physio bench. Yeah. The rest of them have to work Cry on their on bike the <laughs> and then go and lie in a tent ready to go the next day. Yeah, because you were saying that doesn't get a lot of coverage. That is like the, the lower, like private entries. Yeah. So Top Gear sort of covered the tents in That's the pet good, areas. Yeah. Must so they sort of dipped into it a wee bit. Whereas Harry was sort of chauffeured about from his hotel. Yeah. You know. But yeah, good, good few videos. Just search Dakar and you'll. Harry's garage and Top Gear stuff like that there. Excellent. Is that us? No, I have plenty. Have Go you done? It. I'm 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 out. Okay. Um media embargo lifted. Basically all the big channels covered the M3 touring. They all got to drive them. Ah uh, yes. Um some interesting reviews, Top Gear, Car Magazine. But the favourite one for me is uh Carwow, uh Matt what do you call him? Matt Wilson? Matt That's the guy I'm thinking of. I don't like him. The funny guy? Is he very full on? Oh, right, okay. I, I, I find him quite funny. It might not be him. Uh, so the, the new M3 turn, uh, they haven't just stuck a boot on a car. They've It's been properly engineered. It's got the same engine as the M4, M3, twin turbo, six cylinder. I think it's twin turbo, not single cylinder. I think it's twin. It really suits the state body lines. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Uh, 510 brake, 640 foot of torque. 640. Uh, not the 60 in 3.2 seconds. Mm. Mentally quick. For a big car too. Yeah. Um, I think it was... Car, was it Car Magazine or Top Gear went around it? And basically rear... The front end is from the M car. Or the M3 or M4. I forget what it is. The M. Um, big wide arches. You know, RS style. Mm-hmm. And the rear end, they basically had to re-engineer it. 
because of the extra weight over the end of it. So uh-huh. completely different suspension to your normal um, M3, M4 strut bars in the back of it. Um, just listen to the review. It basically, I think uh, Audi are in trouble. Oh, this is going to be a good competitor. I think it was uh, Matt from Carwai was basically saying, you know, an RS4 and RS6 is a great achievement and it's, you know, it's great to just blast down the motorway, whereas this is a proper precision weapon for two tons. Well, you said that for your RS6 was like that, you know, it's it's impressive for what it does, but it, you didn't find it to be a driver's car in the roads you that you like to drive. connected with a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, good few videos kicking about, the, about that. Um, check it out. Nice. Uh, Drift Games have moved. You didn't see the videos of it? No, no I didn't. So they've moved from their um, Mandelo sort of headquarters. They were hiring out a warehouse for store stuff as well. But I think they've went in, partnered up with Dean Motors, you know, the guys that sell the classic cars. Yeah. I think they've partnered up with them and they've bought this, or they're renting this old meat plant, uh, I think in a, in a state in Dublin. I can't remember where he said it was. But they're basically going to be, it's for them to work from and all the rest of it. But they've sort of vaguely skirted around that it's going to be a motor hub for enthusiasts. They're going to hold events there um, in the middle of an industrial state. I don't know how that's going to work. But Is this yeah. the famous compound? Could be. Yeah. So Interesting to see. Better to see how it develops. Kudos to if they pull it off. Absolutely. Um, TR Hamza. Yes. Do you watch the latest video? I haven't. I've seen the first one where they were putting the TTRS engine in. Yes. Yeah, I haven't well, seen uh, that. The, drop the, he dropped the latest video of the uh, RS engine into it. Uh, at the, he's gotten his conversion done by DDG Developments in Manchester. They're just wizards when it comes to all thing RS3. Mm. They have, they're converting all sorts to RS3s. Mark that in a van must be crazy, just how light it is. Yeah, they've done a few runs late at night on it, and it's just, it just sounds evil. <laughs> um, so... Wasn't quite the plug and play that I sort of alluded to. Alluded to. There's a lot more to it. A uh, bit of code breaking, a lot of corrections, and you working wiring. Getting it in is easy part. It's the apparently the the fuse box has to be modified to quite an extent. Okay, but that, that's RS3 from my understanding from the two liter turbo. It's not as complicated. It's not as bad. Yeah, you know. But what I know. <laughs> Um, the last thing I want to sort of mention, I noticed this morning somebody shared it on Facebook, was a program coming up this Thursday. Two seconds. So that'll be the day after this goes out. The day after this goes out. It'll be on BBC Thursday at 20 to 1, a bit closer to me. So 16th of February. It's a program, Race to Disaster, the Arts TT. So those of you who don't know, there used to be a race basically from Newton Ards, Cumber to Donald in a triangle. Were you not looking at doing a topic in this lady at one point? No, that was the Ulster Grand Prix. No, sir. So, um, it'd be interesting to see that. Yeah, maybe I was, it was definitely something, maybe I was looking at in the early days. I've, yeah. I have, I've heard of it, I don't know that much about it, yeah. but I'll definitely watch that. A bit of local racing history then. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it'll be interesting to see that, so check it out. If you don't get, catch it on Thursday night, it's on iPlayer shortly after, so. Aye. Very good. Um, should we see? So, if that's everything on YouTube, let's move on to listener questions, Connor. Yeah, I have them primed and ready to go. So, I think we put out our usual, you know, tell us what you're up to, dubshed prep questions, sort of thing. So, the first one was Gary Heasley. He says, currently working on refurbishing the Brex on the Evo. Um, as the Evo 2, he talked to us about it over Christmas. 
So we had new piston seals, titanium bleed nipples ordered, trying to source new guide pins, completely revamped them. Haven't started the body work yet, getting some expert advice before I'm cutting anything. And he also he saved himself a few quid. He says, don't have to replace my Cusco coilovers because you, you can order replacement top mounts for a fraction of the price of the whole lot, which is always, always I nice. Did see him with some of the brake components painted in the week there? Yes, Rory Blue, I think they're called. Yeah, yeah I'll see it sent us the, uh, the pictures the of them. Yeah, very they're good. very nice. Jumping to Scotland then, we have Grant Gilliland. He says, when buying a car, you first have to narrow down, uh, when buying a car, you first have to narrow down your budget. What's the next thing that narrows down your search? Colour, mileage, ages, service history, spec, etc. I think it's a combination of all of them, really. Yeah. And to put them in importance, I think service history has to be up there. Service history has never been a big thing for me, I'd be honest. I've oh, never bought anything. Has to be service, I've never bought anything big money. I also am a big, big believer. I suppose that's different. Uh, yeah, you and I are working in very different brackets, and Lee and I work in very different brackets. You would dip into the old shipbox category, but obviously, with your job and having a good car, you have a good, expensive car the way Nigel does, where I drive a shitter back and forth. <laughs> um, yeah, service, I, I buy on condition. The types of people who buy like say a new car every four or five years or new new old new secondhand car if you know what i mean mm-hmm. and for people like us who are not crazy enthusiasts which is like most people who like say your mum yeah she's just got a new car quite recently but she didn't go like i would do like it has to be a superb it has to be this model it has to have this like i know before i start searching what i want you know i want a sirocco and I, this, it's not, I wouldn't look at a, a Focus or an Astra or a, anything else in that bracket. Which would do To shop job. around. Yeah. Because I already know what I want. Yeah. I don't know. Most of my cars have, most of the cars I've bought, I haven't planned to have bought. Because the Bora. Yeah. They surprised you. Well, I bought the Bora off Matt, who bought it from TJ. <coughs> and I bought it from Matt on the way home from buying it from TJ. That's excellent. Yep. So, I mean, Matt owned it for all of An two hour. hours or something. Um, the Mark Three I bought because my dad bought the motorbike off, bought a motorbike off the guy, reckoned he could get the Mark Three cheap, talked me into buying it because I didn't want a Mark Three. Ironic. Um, what else? The Mark Two, Cranny had, and again, it was cheap. And the Polo, I bought it off Tufty on the way back from Edition 38 because I was going to buy a Mark IV and he said, I'll sell you a Polo. And I went, all right, that'll do. Yeah, I've never really went out of my way to buy anything. I think if I'm looking to buy a car, I do my research on what are the issues with it. Ah, that's, mm. yeah, that's and good. And then everything follows behind that. Um, the last stage, I suppose, would be just before you commit to making an offer, would be make sure it's CSPA clear. Yeah. Um, but service history... Like Mark Five, Mark Six, you have to be so careful uh, underneath of them now because they're getting that age where rust is a serious issue. So yeah, it all depends what you're buying at the end of the day, I suppose. Probably on Grant's list, it's mileage for me because I do so many miles. I can't buy something that already has high miles because I'm going to put so many miles on it. As long yeah. as you can prove the mileage, because yeah. I still stand by the fact that there's a lot of clock cars in this country that nobody knows about. Mm. Yeah, that is true. Um. Who else have we got? James Doherty, 95. He says, dub shape prep, engine out for the third time in two years. Audis are no fun to work on. He has the wide body B5, doesn't he? 
Yep. James Harvey, beautiful yeah. car. Um, what class. engine is that? Uh, it's a 2.7 twin turbo. 2.7 twin turbo. That's why the engine's out of it. James, RIP. Stick a V8 on it. <laughs> um, Harry Swan says, might finally get around to applying this week if we get the car back together. He is the 190. Yeah. The bagged 190. Um, Jake underscore slow up. What car parts, Lego and Milwaukee tools did everyone buy with the government £600? We haven't got ours yet. Have you not? Well, no. ever, everything's... We've got the letter about it, but I haven't got it yet. Everything's in Lee's name, so... Are you sure you haven't got it, Lee? <laughs> Here. Well, there's a new Lego Lord of the Rings set that Paul mm-hmm. Glenn tagged me in the other day, and... That'll keep us warm. I'm definitely buying that. Well, I was very sensible. I went out and bought a load of electric, a load of gas, and then we had chips that night. We haven't even talked about what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Take it as it comes. You do whatever you want with your half. Oh, was that it? <laughs> oh, tools. Chips um, for a month, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Chinese. Um, Murray.d91 says, Money's no object. What's your dream? Five car guards. One German, one Jap, one American, one British, one Italian. Anybody want to go? Mm. Um, Italian, Lancia Delta, Integrale. Good American, either like a Corvette Stingray or is it a De Tomaso Pantera? Yes. I like one of those. Yeah. Um, British Pass. <laughs> it's a four-car guard. <laughs> no, I take some snazzy old Jag or something. I don't know. All right, Austin Powers. <laughs> um, no, I'd have an LDV van or something. It's a little bit practical. Jap Mitsubishi Galant VR4 State. Seen that comment? And German Mark IV R32. Nigel? Well, for money, no object. Reach for the stars. Yep. So, uh, German, <clears throat> probably be last generation GTRS nice. or GT3 uh, RS. Uh, Jap, 22B Scooby oh, NSX, nice. something like that. American. Flip. Don't know. The old school stuff looks cool, but I bet you it drives like a bucket of crap. Yeah, but so does all the Volkswagen stuff, so I wouldn't really worry. Yeah. Um, probably a Hellcat for kicks. One of the more modern ones. Yeah. British. Ford's British, so Escort Cosworth. Um, Italian Ferrari F40. Nice. Exotic. Uh, German, I had Series 1 Mark 1 Golf. Jap would be a 300ZX. American was uh, one of the, like, 70s chargers yeah I, I love them um british what did i have for british bollocks vantage no Falkery. older older tb james bond that sort of thing i older tb5 so the james bond one from the uh, 60s yes i is that the one that had the m3 running gear in there we talked about yeah yeah that, yeah yeah for the the latest film for uh, skyfall 46 yes, m3 underneath one of those uh italian uh f50 no, the Alpha Spiders from the 70s that I can't uh, remember the name of. They're like a wee roundy kind of, you know, like that old style. You've seen the old Ferraris with like, they still have like a seal beam headlights, but they've like a glass lens out over them kind of thing. It's like that. Oh, very really? small. No, no. I'm sorry, I was thinking a Lambo. Uh, they're, they're an Alpha. I have to come back on that. Maybe just a spider. Mm. Was Laurie Chen covered one on his old channel? And I just totally fell in love with them. I was like, that's class. I don't think they're in any, like they're like a 1600 kind of thing. They're cool. 
Excellent. Uh, Ryan Cudlip, wish work would stop sending me away for weeks on end so I could start some dub shed prep. Really, sure dude. I'm sure I hear the same. <laughs> I'm sure the Mark II is sitting all right. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, Graham underscore 6N, dub shed prep disaster happened to Per Polo. What happened there? Yeah, he hasn't more said. details required. Yeah. Yep. I was wondering. I thought you would know. I, yeah. Uh, I seen it and I was like, oh no, what? And I sort of hunted why, to see. Why does the Polo Guru, guru not have answers? <laughs> I'm long, too long out of the game. Uh, Robin thirty three, are you guys excited to see the new F one cars? There's a few of them have come out, haven't they? Yeah, Rebels is exactly the same. Rebel, look at the Porsche designers in. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, Haas looks well. The Haas class. Mm-hmm. Did he mean to make that rhyme? Yep. Uh, Doctor Seuss here. Importantly, <laughs> don't know it. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the new season. Yeah, it does kill a Sunday for me. It takes me away from the guards, but I do enjoy it. Did Drive to Survive drop? Not yet. End of the month. Clarkson just dropped today. Yeah, the we watched the first one last night. Good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. it was quite good. Cool. Um, Ricky underscore VWT2. Uh, what's the best car you've owned and why? McGray Edition 30, they're sold. Oh, Nigel's got at the Regret. fields. Apparently it's being passed around like a cheap, cheap lady of the night. Like it? That's my regret. That's why I don't sell cars. Uh, my first Nova. Because it was the best. Started your love for cars? Yeah. It had the, the little pinking in the engine. And so do you want uh, your engine? It, it did it from the day and hour it was new. I remember my first any car. Harm. My first car, I thought it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And then about two or three years later, after I changed a different car, I got back into one and went, it's crap. <laughs> Is that the Polo? <laughs> or the Fiesta? No, the Fiesta. Fiesta. No. I'll give you that the other crap. I still get back into Nova and feel like I'm home. Yeah. My the weird thing for Novas for me is when you have your hand on the top of the steering wheel, you can touch the windscreen with your finger. Or it's the your feet getting caught under the under tray. Oh. The pedals too oh, close together. Yeah, I the used to bang my shins on that all the time. <laughs> yeah. They're a disaster. They're not. They're the best. <laughs> I had one for a year. I really enjoyed it. It's good. Mine is probably the Mark III. Um, what Mark III do you sell? No, I haven't sold it. It just says, what's the best car you've owned and why? Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, probably the Mark III because I met a lot of friends through that car. You know, a lot of people added me on Instagram because of that car, mm. like Raf and people I'm talking to six years later we've been to stay with, you know, good friends because of it. Yeah. Buy Mark III's, get friends. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um... Oh, car friend. Car friend. Gobshin Nal says, favorite F1 livery, that alpha is a beat. Also, Daniel Retardo, did you see this? <laughs> no. <laughs> he sent me this. So I think it was <coughs> someone, it might have been one of Red Bull's presenters come out and was interviewing him and the girl's first language wasn't English. And she called him Daniel Retardo. Oh my goodness. And That's a mean middle stick. He started, like, you could see him try not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what he's like for laughing and everything. He was on your mum's house podcast. Oh, I'll have to listen to that. He's very reserved because he's yeah. a company man. Yeah. But you could, I watched the video of it. You could see him just <laughs> trying try not to laugh. I know? like it. <laughs> yeah. I would, I'd love to get a proper night out with him. I think he'd be great crack. Be like, yeah. He was on Dax Shepard's podcast, which is a bit more reserved anyway and it was a very good listen so I'd say on your mom's house that'd be Ugh. good but yeah Daniel Rotardo <laughs> and Nal says he sent me the video and you can see him like trying to maintain composure kind of thing 
wonder how many times he's heard that before. Mm. It was, I think it was one of the first lines Tom Skira put to Daniel Ricardo on that, Ricardo on that podcast. I just went, I burst over laughing. Uh, Stefan's big fan of your mum's house too. He is. Oh, Stefan's mad into it. Um, Anakin Automotive, shout out to Ross. He says, with the announcement of the cancellation of all motorbike events in Northern Ireland, does this sound a warning bell for all motorsports on the roads due to insurances, etc.? It's worrying and a devastating loss to jobs, economy, tourism, plus the actual fun side of motorsport. Well, he's not wrong there. Um, we've kind of touched on that quite a bit. I think the warning bells have been there for a few years yeah. following the rally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't go that way. Um, Thanks to health and safety. Yay. My, my favourite. Soul of the Road, he says, I'm not doing a damn thing for another month. It's too cold. Because he's in Minnesota where it's winter all year round. Where it's actually cold. <laughs> yep. And we're bitching about it being, you know, a little. Yeah, they get a, a light minus It's actually been rather pleasant the last week or two. Yeah, it, it has been. Thankfully. 11 degrees every day. Hard to beat. That's Celsius to the American. Taps off. What's that in American? Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. You need to convert it to bald eagles or some shit. Or Whatever temperature a cheeseburger is. Um, <laughs> turn, shout out to Tony. And Shane also says, turn up the stereo, suspension noise is solved. I do like that. Hair. That's correct. If you can't hear, it's not a problem. Yep. When I have a wheelbarrow and start and go, that's exactly what I do. I'm like, it's not too bad yet. Also, speaking of Tony, who just referenced our Black Magic Metalworks, we said on the last episode that we had bought a ramp, i.e. a two-post lift. He thought that we had bought, like, a ramp to drive up on. What do they call it in America? A hoist. But he doesn't call it a hoist, because I said that was stupid as well, and he says, no, I call it a lift. I was like, okay. Right, but, okay. Uh, yeah, he said it wasn't until he seen the Instagram pictures that he was like, oh, no, they've actually bought a two-post lift. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, there you go. Um... And then lastly, we have one from Jack Rice. He says, "Is a bit of a story. He says, my friend Tucker and I bought a Mark II Jetta 1.68 valve with a carb 10 years ago with oil pissing out of it, out of the oil filter housing area. The plan was to fit an 18.8 valve and enter dub shed. So what's that, 10 years ago? been early, was that 11, 12? Yeah. Um, we towed it home on a rope with a ropey rope from Lisburn to our guards and clock. A ropey rope? A ropey rope. Uh, and parked it until we sourced an engine. The engine was spotted in Dundale up near Donegal. So straight after working on Friday, we went up and collected it. We arrived home at the garage around 9 o'clock. Pumped up an energy drinks. So we thought we'd try and get a start in taking the engine out. We tried pushing the Jetta out from where it was, but it was on a slight hill. We had no chance of getting it anywhere. Completely busted. We hooked up the jump leads as the battery was dead from keeping the lights on when we towed it home. Started to wind the car over for a good few minutes with no luck. Easy start spread in, still no luck. Uh, no bounce in the fuel gauge, so we thought we would guess it was out of fuel. So we let the battery charge for a while off another car. Uh, thought about using the starter to pull the car up a gradient. So we just wind it over and yeah. let it jump up. Uh, so we get a push at it. Driver's side window down, handbrake off, in gear. Tucker, <laughs> sounds going to go wrong. Tucker person from the driver's side door. And I was pushing from the back, turned the car on, and it magically just springs to life and takes off across the yard. <laughs> drags Tucker drags Tucker as if he's skiing on the soles of his shoes and straight into the side of the outhouse at the other side of the yard. We didn't make jet- dub shed in the Jetta that year. Have you any other terrible but still funny things that happened during dub shed prep? Dub shed prep's very different for us. Yeah. I don't think we've had many cars at dub shed. 
back in the early days, Lee, mm-hmm. you had your Vento there. Um, everything was going to plan. As usual, things were last minute. I think it was the year you won Best Wheels. You had just put your wheels on. Mm-hmm. And you were working in Lisburn. I think I was giving you like the car last minute, like hoover out for you. You were working in Lisburn, and I went to lift you. And of course, we're actually pretty much on time with getting to Dubshed. Like for the first time ever. And driving out of Lisburn, my wheel burn collapsed in the back of the Mark III. I mean, totally shut itself, welded itself to the stub axle. Had to wait for the AA to come out. They towed the car home. Then we got to Dubshed, brought the car up, and then come back, and then got a stub axle off Stefan, I think. And That was also the year. We fixed the Mark III, got the Vento into the hall, fixed the Mark III, everything was fine. Went back then... So the car was in the hall then for, for a couple of days mm-hmm. and my tire came off the bead. That's right. So in the need, hall. So we needed a compressor to blow it up. So Connor carried a compressor full of air from the front of the King's Hall up right up the side and round the back. It almost killed him. Someone wouldn't let me drive in to drop the compressor off. I have no idea who it was. This is before we all hung out with you guys, so I have no idea. Going to blame Ricky, but see in the early days of Dubshed, see the King's Hall, the wood. Once the show was open, no cars were allowed in. This was it wasn't it wasn't open yet. It wasn't open, yeah. So whatever it was, ended up and shout out to Blackwater because they let me plug it into theirs and recharge it, and we got them all sorted out, sort of thing. Um, it was an eventful year, but it was nothing as eventful as nearly getting crushed against the cattle shade by a Jetta that takes no. off. But that's probably as exciting as we've got. <laughs> Had a few cars fall on us, and then when we went to MLVW one year on the way home, do you remember my gearbox locked solid? That's right. That was another fun one. What do you, Nigel? You're a bit like ourselves. Dubshed preps are very different. Don't have Dubshed prep story. The, the thing that comes to mind is, I think it was the first year I had the Crado on the road and. I didn't quite make Dubshed, but I had it ready in time for Castlewell. Remember the airline burst as I was leaving? Yes. The Castlewell morning. You were late up that morning, weren't you? I just threw it back up to the, you know, the house and then just drove down my Audi. And I got there and everybody says, come on, we'll go up here and fix it and we'll bring it in. Mm-hmm. So by 10 o'clock I headed back and I forget who was with me at the time and installed a new line on it and drove it down. Happy days. That's as about as dramatic as... <laughs> nothing, again, nothing too dramatic <laughs> no. as them boys. Mm. he's outdone us in that one oh well but yes thank you very much folks for your questions and comments and as always participation yeah. as always that's us okay we'll wrap it up for this episode thanks again for listening um if you want to follow us we're on social media at reload podcast collectively and individually we are at maxwell house 46 at connor mccann and at vw boy and we'll see you again next time thanks for listening cheers folks bye 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 That's what I said about her. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of me sick. <laughs> <laughs>